Thanks for jumping on, James with a Y. Confusing everybody. That's right, yeah. Hey, blame it on my mama. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, well, nice to meet you. Where in Seattle are you from, by the way? Uh, I'm from the east side of Lake Washington, so suburbs. Go on, I'm from Auburn, so you can you can throw it out. Oh, nice. Like, uh, I grew up in Bothell, Woodenville. Oh, um, yeah. Everett. Yeah, up, well, so. up north and stuff. That's cool. Do you get to go back very often? Yeah. Um, obviously, COVID made that tougher. Yeah. Just with like, I have grandparents that live at home, and I didn't want to uh, bring like the illness into the house. So sure. uh, that made it that made it kind of rough. But yeah, like I usually get home pretty often. Yeah, it's weird. Um, I don't know if you experienced this when you because you live in LA now, right? Yeah, since yeah. Uh, twenty twelve. Yeah, for a while. Yeah, I came here in 03, um, and it was weird. It was like a culture shock coming from Seattle to L.A., but it was even more of a culture shock when I went back to visit. It felt really weird. Right. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, it's like um, you just you, it, you realize how different it is more when you go from here to there. Yeah, you really When do. you come here, it's kind of like, yeah, okay, like L.A. This, I guess this is what I expected. But I don't, how long have you been in L.A.? Oh, I got here in 03, so, um, and I was in Auburn. And when I go back and visit, most of my family lives in Puyallup. And Puyallup <laughs> is pretty much different from anywhere else on Earth. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's, so that was, uh, it, it felt like, um, you know, coming here was strange, but going back was like, wow, time is like standing still here in Puyallup. And it, it was really weird. And it was at that moment where I felt like L.A. was home, finally. Yeah, yeah, you got the man Piala Fair throwback. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm from here now, to be honest. Yeah, there's still a couple th- like you know subconscious things, but I-, I do feel like I'm I'm from here now. Yeah, do you are you are you used to the heat yet, or are you still like me keeping the AC on about 68 at all times? Uh, dude, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm like a 71 guy. <laughs> Unless I'm sleeping. Uh, I don't know. We like yeah. it. We all like it. I don't know. I feel like most people like it kind of cold when they sleep. Right. That's funny. That some, some things we don't just adapt. We, we refuse to uh, change. Um, <clears throat> you don't still have your 206 phone number, right? You got rid of that long ago. I still do. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should get a new one, though. <laughs> Yeah, you haven't moved until you at least get an eight one eight or something. I don't know, but no, hang on to that. That's that's cool. That's that's. I also have my uh, my Seattle driver's license still. That seems illegal. Right. Nobody say a word. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure sure you have thirty days to fix that. It's been uh, it's been ten years. Um, (laughs) It's such an interesting story with you, man. Because like you said, you got here in in 2012. This is, you're getting a lot of attention right now. Infinity, I mean, we'll talk about that. That song is, it, it, it blows me away. But this isn't an overnight thing for you because even people look through iTunes and, and the iHeart app and stuff, they'll see music going back to, you know, 2013. So how does this, what's this like getting all this attention right now off of this song, knowing that you've got all that, you know, that people need to hear still? It's, it's interesting. Um, you know, I, I try to place value on on just 
delivering, you know, art that I, that I feel like is, is valuable to me before, before it's valuable to anyone else, you know, before it, it has a ethos of opinions and, and, and everything. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's weird cause you know, it's an older song and, um, with the way things are happening these days, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. I mean, you look at, uh, uh, the heat waves song, you know, it's not like a brand new song. It's, and, and I, I mean, that's really cool that that's happening, but, um, Wait, how I am kind of excited infinity? to be like, to be like, Hey, you know, it's going to, it's, it's a fun experiment for me, like to, know that I have a lot of new music to come out still and like some older stuff in the catalog. And yeah. and I'm, I'm really curious to see how that plays out, you know, and it's an adventure. So how long, wait, how long is infinity then? How long has that been out or how long since you made it? Since <laughs> That's you been out since 2017. No kidding. Yeah. It is really interesting how that happens, isn't it? And it seems like styles kind of come back around because if I were to listen to that song a year ago, just like in my headphones, just by myself, whatever, I'd be like, yeah, 2017 kind of makes sense. And now, like, I listen to it through the context of, like, some kid posting it on TikTok or whatever. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I guess I, I kind of get it. Like, now I'm, I'm looking at it through, like, a different lens. Completely. Yeah. Boy, that's, that is really interesting. And it's interesting to use Heat Waves as an example because I remember hearing that song like a year and a half ago, I think was the first time I heard it. And I'm sure it's even older than that, but, and that's on top of the world right now. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's really, uh, it's really interesting. Um, you know, since moving here in 2012, obviously you, you, I'm guessing you moved here to, to up your career and, and to be in the city where all this stuff happens. Is that, was that the original plan when you first moved here? Um, yeah, I mean, definitely. And I was really sick of Seattle Um, I just, you know, I, I, I think that I, I probably wasn't like the personality type to like thrive in that constant, like just gray weather. Mm. And I mean, you know, like Seattle has a kind of a negative music scene as well. Like there's, there's a history of, of kind of just negativity. And I mean, like just take grunge, for example, I mean, some pretty dark music. Um, yeah, it seems to be our history is just that, isn't it? It's history. It's ni- It's early nineties. And that <clears throat> that's pretty much all you hear about it now, isn't it? Yeah. And I mean, even when I was, when I was a kid playing music, it felt like a little bit of a toxic like scene, mm. you know, like, I mean, every, every place has their positives and negatives, but I mean, yeah, I'm, I moved down to thousand Oaks actually. Hmm. Um, that was the first place I lived and I had a, I had a buddy of mine who was moving down here and he was like, Hey, if you want to, you know, help me record guitars and help me write stuff, you can stay in this room with me that I'm renting. Like, we'll we'll bunk up and we'll do the LA thing. And actually like three weeks or a month after we got, settled in in thousand oaks his younger brother uh took his own life so so he went back to seattle for i mean you know 10 months or 
I don't remember what it was. And I was kind of like, all right, well, do I stay or go? Like, what should I do? And I, I knew that he wanted to keep the, the, the room that we had too. And wasn't sure, you know, that's a really hard thing. Of course he doesn't know when he's going to come back. Like, sure. So that was like my intro to LA just kind of through that experience. And, and, um, <clears throat> it was, it was, it was like a, it was a rough time, you know, obviously for him and his family, but just, um, you know, not having anybody down here to like that I knew at all. Um, it's a heavy and, feeling, isn't it? Yeah. And living in living kind of like, you know, 45 minutes outside the city. Right. So, so no money, no car, nothing like, so get, just getting here and, and trying to get in the scene and, and, and create with other people was, was tough. <clears throat> so yeah. I'm really, really extremely grateful for how things have, have gone. Especially in a, in a, in a town full of artists that's got to be you know you're uh you're one of a thousand needles in the haystack at that point right um, but man only a thousand <laughs> oh, oh at least well right per per square inch i guess <laughs> um, how close did you come to saying you know what i'm gonna hit f it and i'm gonna just forget this and chalk it up as a pipe dream and go back home um i never like i never said that about music itself yeah but la for sure multiple times i feel like i say that once a year about la it doesn't it doesn't matter what my situation is <laughs> like you know because crazy shit can happen here you just never know yeah um and i mean you know the last two years have been pretty wild like sure. all the neighborhoods have changed like um but yeah I, I actually i had a lot of friends be like no just like stick it out just like stay down there great and and um see where it goes just like give it some more time you know like tough it out and so i did and um eventually when i moved like my buddy did end up coming back and we lived in studio city for a little while perfect area yeah um and then things were at least you know sustainable from there so right great man that's awesome um the uh man you've got some interesting thoughts on love don't you you have feelings on love. I've I've read some things that you you talked about, and, and you know you're. It seems like you have a special relationship with the concept of love, or am I just shooting way over? I mean, I'm 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 a sensitive guy. Yeah, sure. Uh, <clears throat> I I I certainly you know grew up like I don't want to know. I don't want to say hopeless romantic, but I I liked you know I liked the the epic classic tales mm. about about love and um you know when you uh have your first couple experiences like those can be like those can feel like so dramatic i guess um and it's interesting because actually when i first started making music like when i was a kid i, I didn't write any any love songs at all i feel like my first like 20 songs I probably wrote were, were kind of more, um, meaning of life type stuff or, or just like, ah, what's like a better word, you know, just curiosity about, about random aspects of, of life as opposed to like that obvious mm. choice. And then, as I got like older and I was like, Oh, like everybody writes love songs, you know? 
Yeah. All my favorite artists have love songs. Like, what am I doing? Right. Um, it's the universal, it's the so universal thing. Isn't I it? jumped on that train. And then when I moved to LA, I was like, what's a, what's a pop song? Like, so a pop song is when you start to, <laughs> that's what that means. Pop song yeah, yeah. Is what gets on the radio and pays rent. <laughs> I had, I had never really like dove into like what a pop song was. Mm. And I, I mean, I don't even know why, why even call it that at this point, all the lines are blurred, but, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and I, it's funny cause I've actually like in the last two or three years kind of like rediscovered the kind of more the childhood aspect of, of writing, which was a bit more, you know, it was just more open. It wasn't like this narrow because people write about relationships so much mm-hmm. and that's really relatable and 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 it's kind of it's kind of easy if you compare it to writing a song about i don't know like whether or not god exists or something like that sure um when you're a kid everything is just foreign isn't it we don't yeah we haven't we haven't began to overthink anything yet we haven't thought about anything we're just trying to figure it all out yeah and I, i i i think that's extremely important aspect of creativity and writing is we lose we we have we get names for everything right and we get we get like slotted into these really stubborn perspectives and habits and ways of thinking and it honestly in the last like two three years i've rediscovered a, a, a older artistic part of myself and i've been like holy shit like i gotta tap back into that that's really important mm. you know because anybody can write a love song and a, and a, and a great one at that. Yeah. But when you write a song that's just about something that, that you just internally resonate with, and if it feels as emotionally powerful as like, like a love song, then you're, you're onto something more unique about your human experience. Is that coming across on this on this song Infinity? And I ask that because it is in a way a love song, but the music is like not your stereotypical backtrack, is it? It's very it's it's almost dark and it's scorish. It's gorgeous and it, it it's 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 got all these percussive layers and and effects that and, and and sounds that don't belong on a love song on paper. Right. Well, the funny story about that production is I was working with a producer named Billboard and he was really good at, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, Billboard, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I don't, I don't know if he, how much English he spoke mm. back in that, when we had that session. So I don't even remember what, how the communication was, but I remember explaining to him kind of what I wanted and we cooked up that beat in like an hour that and, quick huh okay. yeah and la- later on i did more production to it but um that was a really cool um experience that it, it just kind of like it was like in my head the the soundscape and then it just came, it just was what i imagined it to be so that was cool and um uh yeah but i've, I've always been obsessed with the idea of of um 
of time, you know, in infinity, like, and, and kind of people living multiple lives. Mm. Um, and to be honest, I don't even know what I, what I believe I'm, I'm kind of open-minded, but, um, uh, I kind of, I think there, there, there's a level of, of intensity that you can feel for someone that you're like, you know, have I met you in a past life or will I know you in a, in, in the new, in the next life? And it's kind of like that dark, almost obsessive, possessive nature that the song is kind of em embracing. It's like, we, we're, we don't want to let go, you know? Um, yeah. We want to, we want control. We want, we, if we want something to last longer than, human lifespan you know because it's like we don't, we're scared of losing this 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 control and this feeling wow that it's such an interesting take because that's exactly how it feels it feels heavy and borderline dangerous like the the you love somebody to to the point where it's dangerous and and it's it, it's i don't know if it was ever it's one of these songs that it's like god i've, I've heard this song but i don't think I've heard it placed in where I'm thinking like and I'm thinking I don't know if you've ever seen that that TV show that Netflix series called you and that's exactly where I thought of it in my head and I was like this has to, I have to have heard that in that song and what you just said makes that total connection to that 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 movie that show doesn't it that makes yeah that makes sense and it's because funny it's a little bit creepy in that obviously I mean the show's creepy too but um yeah like that, that makes sense to me. And, and I try, I mean, this was, I probably wrote it five years ago now. Yeah. Four, oh. No, more than that. No, it's five. It's been five, right? 17? So I mean, it yeah. came out in 17, but I think I wrote it in like 15. Oh, right, right. That's been a minute. Um, and I, I don't even know what headspace I was in. I, you know, I can't feel that headspace. Oh. But I can at least sort of remember like lyrically what what the idea was um uh yeah that makes sense that's funny the the, the you show let's pitch it let's get it on there <laughs> that's good for the next season man because it is it is that very heavy where that that love is just so dangerous not to the point we're going to kill somebody like on the show spoiler for anybody who's seen it. um <laughs> but it, but it is very um it's such a great song the first time i heard it was um this was only a few days ago when i first heard it our, our program director at my fm um i had just gotten off the air and we were just sitting there and he goes hey listen to this what do you think of this and he played it for me and for that the right from the go from the the that real echoed vocal that oh, 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 um that was it that was it for me it was like let's get this dude on and it's it's so different and it's different than everything else that's on the radio right now. Um, and for it to break through, like you said, five, six, seven years later. Wow, it's in, it's it's incredible. And the uh, the instruments, the percussion, these EDM leads on the hook that just don't belong there on paper. And it, it's just it's mindful. It's so confusing to the to the mind. And then you're like, wait, listen to the lyrics. Hang on, this is about love. Wait a minute, rewind. Let's start this over. And it's uh, it's very for lack of a better term, kind of a mind fuck, isn't it? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah, in a way, it really is. Um, uh, so yeah, that was that was a cool moment when he played it for me. It was like, let's let's get this guy on. Let's talk about this. And the album, the full album, just came out, right? Was that like earlier this month? 
Uh, we put like a deluxe version of the album out. Yeah. yeah. Um, we th- we threw a new song on there, "Nothing Holy," and there had been a couple singles since since then. I'm I'm kind of a slow like a slow writer. Um, so people are always like waiting on me, and and I I I mean you kind of like hit the nail on the head when you're when you're describing how there's multiple styles in that song, and mm. um, I I. I grew up with so many different types of music, you know, like one minute we'd be, be listening to classical music, like, or like opera or like, like Luciano Pavarotti. And then the next minute we'd be listening to Elliot Smith and then Tupac and then Nirvana and then just whatever Radiohead. And then um, it just was kind of all over the place. Uh, Frank Sinatra. Um, and so that I got that from from my mom and like that just never that never really went away I mean there's a couple like genres of music that I probably wouldn't listen you wouldn't catch me listening to like often Mm -hmm. but there isn't one genre that I don't like revisit you know um and yeah I mean when when EDM was happening I wasn't even like I was like what the is this like <laughs> totally and you know i i was like what is a rave dude yeah but you have to have a certain experience with that music to yeah to- and i i do get that i do get that and i have been i have been to edc very interesting experience yeah the relationship um, with the music changes at, at in a certain setting and it yeah it really to- that that really hit me when when i had friends that were into it yeah a little bit later um and then i was like oh okay i'm i kind of get this now and i'm Mm. now it's obviously just natural and like intuitive just like any new thing becomes um after a while but yeah i have like sometimes i wish i could like less i could like less genres Hmm. so it'd probably make my my creativity a little bit more streamlined and cohesive but i sure i um I just I like what's the point of of making art if I don't get to experiment, you know? So Yeah, everything just be it, and this song is a good example as it becomes like a hybrid of all those things you just said and even a little you know a bit of like Danny Elfman music scores and stuff like that and and it really shows uh in my opinion, my humble, I mean, what do I know, but it, even listening to the album right right from the get-go and you hear it like tied down the movement in it the the eight bar it seems like every eight count is different there's something different there's a lot of uh chord and melody mu- movement in, in tracks like that and it's just uh yeah you're it's you're that's probably what's happening is you're, you're hearing the movement in all these other songs I, I, I appreciate that man I, yeah it's it's really great each it's not like you did a copy paste for eight bar for three and a half minutes so only first... only on the only on the drums <laughs> well right well that's fair I, like i hate producing drums it's my least favorite thing <laughs> yeah there's so it much really you can is. Do there. i yeah. tell everybody that i'm like can you just fix the drums on this i don't want to do it like, <laughs> yeah. it's the hardest thing for me to mix it's the hard it's like it's just so like <laughs> right yeah, i'll you... write it like I'll, I'll compose it but i don't want to like produce it <laughs> right yeah and drums is such a passionate instrument just let the let the person who's passionate about it do it exactly um, yeah so um so listen you've been you've been uh, gracious with your time i don't want to i don't want to suck up too much but when uh, as we press play onto this song for the people who are going to hear infinity for the first time on my fm all across los angeles 
um, and Orange County. What is there anything in the song that you wish that everybody in the car would just be quiet and listen to this part specifically, like a hook, uh, a, a lyric, or something about the song that you really love that maybe people don't notice on initial listen? Um, hey, man, close your eyes and embrace whatever part you want, uh, as long as you're not driving, actually. Maybe maybe not close your eyes. Uh, but. 